Today is August the 22nd. Were the judges of Israel all good guys? Let's find out together as we read the story of Jephthah. Today in reading through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read the story of Jephthah. That starts in Judges chapter 10 and runs through Judges chapter 12. Now, as you read through those chapters, you will notice there are six judges that are named. Um, Tola, Jair, Ibzan, Elon, and Abdon. Um, just some very unusual things. Tola, uh, uh, all, all five of the judges that I just named, uh, not much is recorded about them. It appears that they really didn't do that much. All they did was governed Israel during a difficult time. Uh, concerning Jair, just some interesting tidbits. It mentions that he had 30 sons who rode on 30 donkeys and they owned 30 towns. Jair in Hebrew is Yair. Donkey is Irim, uh, that's this, almost the same root as Jair, and city is Ayarim. <laughs> so uh, the reason those unusual, uh, uh, that unusual piece of information is given is more just because of the similar sounding words. We come to after Jephthah, we see Ibzan, who had 30 sons, 30 daughters. He married his 30 sons to women from other clans, and he married his 30 daughters to men outside their clans. This was unusual. It was obviously very intentional on the part of Ibzan. Uh, Elon is mentioned then Abdon, who had 40 sons, 30 grandsons, who rode on 70 donkeys. Who knows why the author mentioned that. The bulk of the story is about Jephthah. What uh, you'll notice, Jephthah is from Gilead. Gilead is the land east of the Jordan River. It actually refers to the two and a half tribes that are there. Um, the two and a half tribes uh, took over the land of Am, uh, Amor, and uh, that land became to be known as Gilead. Jephthah is a son of Gilead, probably not just saying that he was a Gileadite. His father was probably named Gilead because he had several legitimate sons. Jephthah was the son of a prostitute, and as a result, his legitimate sons cast him out. Jephthah lived on the out on the on the fringes of community. He had a large army around him, which probably means that Jephthah's occupation was a thief. He would uh, steal from traveling caravans. To do that, he needed a personal army. You'll notice several interesting things about Jephthah. First of all, God 
doesn't call Jephthah. God doesn't raise Jephthah up as a judge. Instead, the elders of Gilead, chapter 11, verse 5, when the Ammonites attacked, the elders of Gilead sent for Jephthah in the land of Tob, and they said, come and be our commander. Um, it's not God who calls Jephthah. It's the leaders in Gilead. Secondly, uh, you'll notice that Jephthah very clearly judges for profit in verse 9 of chapter 11. Jephthah said to the elders, let me get this straight. If I come with you and if the Lord gives me victory over the Ammonites, will you really make me ruler over all the people? And they say, we'll do whatever you say. <laughs> he was very obviously not judging Israel to free them from an oppressor, but he was doing it for profit. The third thing you will have noticed is uh, the reference to a vow that Jephthah makes. He makes in uh, chapter 11, verse 31, Jephthah makes a vow to the Lord, if you give me victory over the Ammonites, I will give to the Lord whatever comes out of my house to meet me when I return in triumph. I'll sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Now, Jephthah knew that people could easily be in the house and come out of the house, as could animals. It was a time in Israel when uh, some of the animals were actually kept inside the house. When his daughter is the first to come out of the house, he actually thinks that a human sacrifice will please the Lord. And then finally in chapter 12, you'll notice that Ephraim came from west of the Jordan River and said, why didn't you call us to, to fight with you? We're going to burn your house with you inside it. So Jephthah battles against Ephraim. Instead of talking them down like Gideon did before with the tribe of Ephraim, Jephthah fights them. And in chapter 12, verse 47, uh, uh, verse, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 6, 42,000 Ephraim, Ephraimites were killed at that day. We started uh, today with a question. Were the judges all good guys? Most definitely they were not. And that's the point of the book of Judges. There is a downward spiral going on. Each successive judge seems to be worse than the last. Tomorrow, we'll come back and we'll look at Samson, the worst of all. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at Samson and talk about what is different about history writing in Israel.